Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. And we have to apologise again for being uh, being over Skype, but not only the roads are duff on the Isle of Man, but we've got a dead car as well. Possibly because of car. the duff roads. It, it could loosening be. things on the underside of the vehicle. But Wait till you have to drive around at 20 mile an hour forever. That'll, then that'll do your car the world of good. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we've got all four tyres attached. Yes. For now. <laughs> yes. No no punctures at this point. Mm. Yeah, just wait, wait till the end of the week. So what do we reckon to... Um, can you call it the Grand Prix of two halves? No. No. And people need to stop con- con- uh, confusing... Pirelli's shit in the bed uh, on the last two laps with a decent Grand Prix. That was as bad, almost as bad, I'll say, as the French Grand Prix. There wasn't much going on, was there, aside from the opening couple of laps and then the closing couple of laps. Mm. In between was a bit, oh, is something going to happen? And then it did happen, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were overtakes. There were like swaps of position further down, you know, Gasly had had a pretty good run and you know, there were other drivers sort of jostling for position and going on really weird strategies, which actually played out quite well for them in the end. But, um, yeah, just just a very, very strange, a strange ending to what was quite a, a normal, should we say, race, because it's not it wasn't exciting, really. There was nothing was definitely wasn't a classic. And it wasn't also I, w- I would disagree with Lee and say it. I don't think it was quite as boring as as, the, as France last year. Not quite, but it was it was closer to that than not. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the the middle part for the most part was pretty boring. Yeah, mm. and let's not forget as well. Do we have two safety cars? Yeah, yeah, and two safety cars, and they didn't even spice it up. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were both sort of they fa- were fairly rare. early yeah. in in pretty quick succession you know they were, they were both in the first quarter of the race I think, was it 12 of the first 18 laps were behind the safety car yeah 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 there were only six laps of racing by the time we got to like lap yeah i think as you say 18 or 19 I, but, mean, I mean when you get that with something like nascar or indycar then it's usually because something exciting's happened and then something exciting happened Not straight today. after <laughs> <laughs> well the incidents that led to the safety cars were questionable and worth talking about but i think in classic podcast fashion we should probably start at the back and work our way forwards right in that case we'll start we'll start with hass and k mag's dnf was it alban's fault uh no no not really i don't think it was alban's fault but he shouldn't have had his nose there but what i think was it much the same as i thought about the um the albon hamilton incident in austria it was a racing incident. Problem. Nobody really deserved to get a penalty, but up, they, the, the amount of whinging that Albon did in Austria, oh, this guy's such a sore loser. Yeah, the FIA then kind of had to set a precedent, didn't they, that any time that happens, they have to give the car that didn't yield a penalty. This time, that car just happened to be Alexander Albon, so he can have no complaints. My problem with that uh, whole thing was he, um, you know, you're flat going into there, or like maybe a little lift, um, and it, like when you look at it, it was just it wasn't even Magnussen's back tire; it was half of Magnussen's the back tire, the back half. I mean, the, the, um, the problem was though that K Mag had actually bounced off the curb 
and had to no, slow I, down. It was he was hit an album that made him bounce the curb. No, he no. That before that, going into the that, corner, he did clip the curb. But yeah. in that case, why is Alban putting his car there? Because came, because Magnuson was unsettled. K Mag hit the curb and then had to go wide under braking. So, did, yeah, but he did. He didn't go wide. He, he went. He took. He got him on the apex of the corner, didn't he? He hit. He turned into the corner. That's when he took a load of curb. And he second hit, part of the corner. The first part of the corner, he bounced himself out wide on the curb. Yeah, but and yeah, so but Alban this... saw the space. Alban went for it, and Magnuson closed the gap. And then they were that. Then they hit, and then. But the, but the gap, was gap was always going to close. Because he, the the gap was clearly not there. Because like I say, it was he had the the back half of Magnuson's tire hit the front of his tires. Magnuson wouldn't have even seen him at that point because he was starting to back out. He wasn't going full on flat through it. But Albon had started to back out. But mm. as I, 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 I think, racing I think, incident, but it's I yeah. think he put it in a stupid place again. I think he put it in a. Sh- I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on Albon because I quite like Albon. And like remember the before the beginning of this season. I thought he was going to give Max a run for his money, but it's clear that he is he is now in the same position that Gasly was in last year, and yeah, that he's he's crumbling. Possibly, I mean they've swapped his engineer. I mean we're not talking about Red Bull straight. We're talking about Haas, but um, Albon had an awful weekend. Couldn't get the the balance of the car right. Crashed him in, in uh, second practice. Missed most of third practice. And then, yeah, you know, had a terrible qualifying and, and and an okay race. It was an all right recovery, but yeah, it wasn't setting the world on fire. But yeah, but in terms of Haas, which is who we're supposed to be actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, McLaren. <laughs> Ma- yeah, Magnussen. To- yeah, I don't know. Total non-entity throughout the weekend, really. Um, he had a good start, though, and for him to be like. I think when you look at the strategy they had, I think he'd have come home with some decent points if that race had gone because Grosjean was looking strong for a while. And usually if Grosjean's somewhere, Magnussen's up the road from him. Mm. I so, thought I thought Grosjean could have got points when they when they left him out for a little while, but then Grosjean. We were saying this oh, during the yeah. race yesterday, actually, that Hass Hass's strategist is doing actually a really good job and has done the last couple of races. It's just that they work for Grosjean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, that's what I said. I think Magnussen would have turned that into some points. To be fair to Magnussen as well, um, I was going to say, in fairness to Magnussen with the the Alban incident, no like whinging from him on that. No, like oh he went for a gap. None of that stuff. He was fairly. Nobody's balls were requested to be sucked. No, which I think I think if it was the other way around. Magnuson probably would have gone with that line as well because that's think, how he goes about his business. I think that might be the fact that he was shook up that he crashed at like 180 <laughs> miles an hour. No, Magnuson's pretty hard. He'd have thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was he was fairly sort of yeah un unranty in his um his comments afterwards. And also, if there's a Perez available for the driver market, as we suspect there mm. might be, we'll get to that later. Do we think that the Haas drivers are in competition with each other as to which one stays? Not really. Not really, because, I mean, did you see the notebook after the Hungarian Grand Prix a couple of weeks ago? No. Um, Ted was saying that there had been an interview with Grosjean, who normally, by this time of year, is already looking forward to next year. 
because he's usually screwed this year up. And um, he was asked after Hungary, you know, so what's your plans for next year? What? How are you going to? Uh, how are you going to tackle things? Like, well, I don't know. I'm going to see what the situation is and where I feel like being. And it's it not look- your choice, Roman. It looks like he's thinking of walking away. Mm. But I mean, on on Sunday he was well. He wasn't walking away. It was more. It was a more side to side kind of thing. I do think Grosjean is in that position now where um, he, where else, where else would you put a driver like Grosjean? Do you know what I mean? In the kitchen. Not (laughs) not directly in front of you because more weebs than Bruce Forsyth. But um, he's, he's not useful for anybody. You know, it's the, the idea like on, on paper, I'm sure when uh, Haas took in Magnussen and Grosjean, on paper, they thought, well, we've, you know, we've got two, a reasonably experienced driver, a guy which had a couple of seasons under his belt as well. Um, but it just hasn't worked, has it? No. The weaving thing, um, I thought, to be honest with you, when I heard Science's radio, when Science went to go past Grosjean, I thought that was a little bit dramatic. And then, mm-hmm. I, saw the re- and then I saw the replay on board from Science's car, and I was like, Okay, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that as well, you kind of you have to be a little bit dramatic just to make sure you've caught the ear of the stewards, don't you? With stuff like that. Yeah, but Ricardo didn't didn't go for any of the dramatics, did he? When when um, he went past, it yeah, was what just, was it? Oh, uh, that was, that was a bit sketchy. <laughs> yeah, and he had to just swipe at him. <laughs> yeah, sketchy is uh, is one of the words that marries up perfectly with Roman Grosjean. <laughs> But I'm, I'm more and more convinced this is the last year that we'll see this Haas lineup. Um, I mean, this this lineup could be the last year we'll see Haas. We've been saying that since 2015. But if they get a Perez, a Perez would come with a lot of sponsorship. Yeah. Which might make it worth their while for another year. Yeah. Now, who's building the wall, Donald? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, well, Mexico, I, I think, Mexico I, are going to pay for it if um, Perez joins Haas. I think uh, Red Bull might get themselves a Perez. Red Bull? Mm-hmm. I doubt it, but I'd probably yeah. quite like to see it, actually. They've got, they've, there's no one else to put in that seat, and they won't keep Albon. Not now. There's a Hulkenberg going spare. Would, which one would you rather? I'd prefer Perez than Hulkenberg. It dep- depends how much money you need. We'll de- we'll de- no, it's, we'll- no, it's, it's not. That's the fact that uh, that Perez can find his way to the fucking podium. <laughs> Hulkenberg does still list himself as Le Mans winner on Twitter. I noticed this week. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say Hul- Hulkenberg definitely knows where the top step of the podium is at one circuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, ba- bad one, bad one for Haas uh, as usual. I am sick of saying that every week or nearly every week. Um, Alfa Romeo. You're as sick as Gene Hass is. No, that is, <laughs> that is true. Alfa Romeo. Um, God. Right. What the fuck happened to Kimi Raikkonen? Um, because the team said front wing failure. So the wing failed before he went off the circuit, not the other way around. Yes. Yeah. He went off the circuit because the wing failed. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the wing may have failed by running over the curbs. No one else yeah. did, did they? No, that is true. 
I mean, let's be honest, Raikkonen's had worse British Grand Prix. Remember when he went through the barrier in the Ferrari a few years ago? Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know what to think, really, when it comes to to Alfa Romeo. They're slowly becoming the worst team, aren't they? Mm. Just, just ever so slowly... Just the he- they will be behind the Haas. The heading by... back. The heading back to the days when there was Sauber and they had last year's engine. Last year's bloody car. Last year's engine would be better for them at this point, though, would it not? Because would... last year's engine, while questionably legal, was quite effective. Yeah, I've not done one of the qualifying comparisons yet, but it could be that all the Ferrari-powered cars were slower again this year. Yeah, Giovinazzi. Yeah. Um, in the other Alfa Romeo, totally anonymous, pretty much all race. Uh, he did. He had a better result than Kimi, but I'm pretty sure that was just because Kimi's wing broke. In, in fairness to Giovinazzi, he did lose two places because of a time penalty. So he was two places further up the road, but he got a five-second penalty. What was for, that infringement? Um, he was did, speeding uh, under the safety car. He exceeded the minimum time or, or didn't... Re- or, I don't know. He went too fast. Oh, God. Right, which okay. was shocking. For which, <laughs> which for a Ferrari-powered car is a first for this season. Not behind the safety car, though. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Under the safety car. I can't remember exactly what the deal was. I did read the document, but... Oh, yeah, but don't forget, the safety car always goes too slow. Copyright Lewis Hamilton. Maybe that's it, then. Joe Venazzi should drive the safety car. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think Grosjean should drive the safety car. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you imagine if Hamilton tries to like come alongside him to tell him to speed up and he weaves into him. Yeah, no, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, qu- just going back to Grosjean, quote of the day was, um, has anyone actually told Grosjean that, yes, a safety car would help him, but not if he causes it? Yes, that mm-hmm. was on our, on our Discord, wasn't it? It was, yes. I can't, rem- can't remember who put that, but uh, no, that, was, that, that tickled me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, Alpha, once again, um, Anonymous Sauber. Yeah, more sour than Alpha, let's be honest. Um, yeah, not, not not good for them, and it doesn't look good for the rest of the season. I'd be surprised if Kimi sticks around after this year. Uh, I mean, he may well do, um, but I can see Alpha probably swapping out both their drivers, uh, maybe having a Schwarzman-Schumacher lineup for next year. Um, but whatever direction they're going in, it's not working technically. Uh, and drivers don't seem to be able to. Not, I'm not saying they're not extracting the maximum from the car, but I don't think that, just... I don't think the car's got a lot to give, which is a problem no. as well. Yeah. I think that's the problem, and because there's so little to give, Kimi can't be asked, and that's the one thing that might actually save them is if he drags it along a bit, and it just it just feels like it's not there for him at the minute. Was it practice or qualifying when Giovinazzi got in Kimi's way? And we have we have what classic Kimmy team radio. I think it was Quali. Yeah, I don't know the best the best Kimmy team. What are we right? doing if we can't even get our own car out of the way in the last corner? Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no, the, the, the box one was the best Kimmy radio was um, telling him to box, then telling him not to box, and he just went off. The uh, see the thing for Kimmy is he's never been in this situation before. Even the Salba, when he came into Salba, it was, 
a reasonably competitive sell, but you know, probably so, um, scoring. Yeah, on par with probably what yeah, what where you where a Renault or McLaren might be now or something, you know, sort of around those that that sort of line. And it was more of an um, achievement then because it was top six that scored points. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I just I, I like apart from the fact that he's just never been like stuck down the back of the grid and like maybe like the second worst car around. I wh- why would you want to carry on doing that? Do you know what I mean? Like you've been a world champion. You've driven for Ferrari. You've driven for McLaren. You know you're a, a multiple race winner. Uh, I, I I don't understand where he would find the fun. And and to be perfectly honest, it probably speaks volumes about more more to the character of Kimi Raikkonen. That he's ju- he's not happy just like driving around the track picking a checkup. You know he he doesn't want to do that. He clearly still wants to compete, and he can't compete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think he's if he hasn't checked out now, he's preparing to check out. I don't. I don't even think it's a case of checking out. I think it's just a case of frustration. I'm sure all of a sudden, if that car found a second somewhere, um, it, it would be fine. I mean, the other thing to think about is. There's a reason that Ferrari kept Vettel and Kimi in the car. And I can only wonder whether it's the fact that they've both got similar driving styles or that they, even if their driving styles aren't similar, they like the car to react similar to each other. So if that's the case, then it would make sense why the Ferrari-powered cars are struggling and out of all the Ferrari-powered drivers, it's Vettel and Kimi that are struggling the most. Interesting point. Yeah. yeah. That's your one for this week. <laughs> it's not even my one for this episode, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, it, it, it's a shame if this is Kimi's last season to see him go out like this. You know, this is... Yeah. You know, this is Damon Hill in the um, in the Dog of a Jordan that he got that sick of driving that he retired during the British Grand Prix and wanted to quit until he told he was going to get his ass sued off. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's it, it's looking like that kind of season for Kimmy. Just yeah, it's not phoning it in. That's it. You know, he's he's always wanted a season where there's going to be no um, no fans. Hardly any media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's he's got his wish, but and I don't think he enjoys the actual racing part of it because he's not really doing an awful lot of racing. Yeah, I mean he's got two of the three two of the three things he wanted. Unfortunately, the third thing is a fast car. Yeah. Uh, right, Williams next. Um, Latifi fifteenth, Russell twelfth. Given where they qualified, yeah, and Russell had his time deleted because of. Uh, uh, leaving was it leaving track limits? Uh, no, it's speed, um, speeding under yellows. Speeding under yellows, of course. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so they start. Was they start eighteenth and twentieth? I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for them to finish twelfth and fifteenth, I think it was mm-hmm. bloody good effort. Not bad, given that I said you know there'd be nowhere for cars to hide in uh, at Silverstone because Silverstone's we're really going to show you how good and how poor uh, certain teams are. We got I me. Mean, we got a binary result with a few top teams because of, you know, uh, other outside influences. Should we just say for now? But the, the fact that Williams, fairly anonymously got round, on the same lap as the leader, and 
finish 12th and 15th is insane. You couldn't tell last year's Williams team that they would not do. They just wouldn't have believed you. No, I mean, you know, by, by rights, Williams at the moment are finishing one, two laps down, sometimes, sometimes more, especially especially on a circuit like Silverstone where it's all about the speed, and that's something that they haven't had for a long time. Yeah, it looks like they've got the speed. Um, I mean, and, uh, do you think oh, there's a flatter in them there, though? You know, like the Haas and um, Salva having issues. is it's It's more dragged those teams back towards Williams than Williams get towards those. No, I disagree because Williams are finishing on the same lap as the as the. Oh, they've they've definitely improved. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying like the. Let's not forget that somewhere along the lines, Haas and Sauber have got worse. It's a bit of both, isn't it? I think Williams yeah. have progressed and Sauber and Alpha have come backwards, and it's they've sort of switched places pretty much. There's mm. a little bit of flattery there in the. Um, in that Carlos Sainz was behind George Russell after obviously what happened with his uh, his tire on the second to last lap or last lap, second to last lap wasn't it for for Carlos? Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a little bit of flattery there putting George Russell up in twelfth, um, but it's, yeah, it's positive for Williams. It's not. It's okay. It's not the fucking second coming. They haven't just suddenly <laughs> just. They haven't just suddenly built a car that's just as competitive as it was. You know when mm. Turbo Era started in 2014. Um, but you know it's it's they're moving in the right direction. I said that there'd be nowhere to hide if your car was shit at Silverstone. Williams' car probably not shit. It looks like it's all right. It's okay. They might they might nick a couple of points. They're the only still the only team not to score a point this season. But they might nick a couple of points, you know. Yeah, I think might in, maybe not finish last. Yeah, I think I think we're, we're not far off seeing Williams actually actually scoring points. Um, you know, George Russell has proved that the car's got one lap pace on a Saturday, which oh yeah, um, which is more than you could have um, you could have dreamed of last year. Presumably, as well, managed the tires quite well because they both did not have a puncture. I think Russell said something about his uh, his tyres were going towards the end of the race when he was mm. in his pen interview. I, th- I think there was some some issues going on there, but obviously not as bad as some teams. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think I think everyone's tyres were going off because um, what was it? Pirelli said forty laps for the hards, and it was about forty laps. Yeah, thirty nine on um, Valtteri Bottas's, I think it was, and forty, I think. On Carlos Sainz's and obviously Lewis Hamilton's. So <clears throat> managed his tyres well enough. Well, no, they double stacked the Mercedes, didn't they? So it must have yeah. been thirty nine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, Hamilton Hamilton punctured a lap later, didn't he? So. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Of course. Yeah. I'm getting my maths all wrong. <laughs> Un- unless unless you're crafty and saw the saw the wrong graphic flash up on screen. That was yes. fucking confusing. We'll we'll get to that later because that, <laughs> unsurprisingly, the graphics department's room with a nomination for wankers this week. Mm. Yes, they are, absolutely. Right, first first of the real, I would say, binary ones. Racing point. Ha- hashtag pray Disappointment for Hulk. of the weekend, mm. really, yeah. weren't they? We, hashtag pray for Hulk. This time last week, we pretty much all predicted podium. So there's a cat headbutting my microphone. We pretty much all predicted a podium for one or other of the racing points. And then, yeah, one of them gets COVID, one of them can't start, and one of them has a fairly anonymous ninth. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. 
Um, don't know what to make of it really. The Hulkenberg not starting the racing—that's just typical Hulkenberg, peak isn't Hulkenberg. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, peak yeah. Hulkenberg and peak Hulkenberg in 2020 as well. I'd just like to point out uh, <laughs> Hulkenberg's back for one race only, and his car won't actually start. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Do we know? Do we know it if was, it's one? It was awful. That. Yeah, it was awful. Do we know if it's one race or two? That's that's the question because. No, nobody from Racing Point is entirely sure um, when Perez tested positive, according to whose criteria, and when he's going to be allowed out of um, out of quarantine. Should he get negative on his next test at the end of seven or ten days, depending on which rules are being followed at any particular time, based on was it Wednesday's or Thursday's test last week that was either positive or inconclusive. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 he, he won't be in the car this this weekend. I don't, I don't think so. I think no, from I think... a planning point of view, the uncertainty, you would yeah. just you'd go go all in on Hulk at this point. It's just easier. Yeah, and he just he'll he'll be in the simulator now, probably while we're recording this. And, and working I think on his Hulkenberg neck. would have put Stroll away on the race pace during Sunday's race. Yeah, it's it, it kind of pointed to maybe. Um, Stroll's like good form being a false dawn, didn't it? You know, like we we spoke last week, didn't we, about um, how we'd we'd only know with Stroll having a good car what he was like when he got to a technical circuit. You know, it's he got to a technical circuit and he was fucking bobbins again. Mm, yeah. He spent, I think, he spent most of the race tangling with Ocon, which we thought was yeah. going to be third safety car, and then Ocon ends up three places up the road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he shouldn't have like that car. From what we think, anyway, unless unless something had gone on with that car, and it's for some reason it's not working around Silverstone, I don't I don't see why it, all of a sudden it wouldn't be like at least third best car all of a sudden. Mm. Um, you know, it's 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 just it's just a bit bizarre. I I don't think uh, um, I don't think Perez would have had those problems. No, I'd have liked to have seen what he could have done with the. The wilting tires. I think. I think he would have been on for a very good result, which I, is a, a shame. I don't think his tires would have been wilting. I think he'd have had about a good six or seven laps more. <laughs> it's fine, more boys. Left in him. <laughs> I think it would have been interesting to see whether he was with um, Verstappen or mm. slightly up the road from Verstappen, but uh, following the Mercedes. Yeah, I think Perez would have been there thereabouts. Mm. Um, it's easy to surmise and easy to use hindsight to look back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was just Lance Stroll because Stroll was, he was pretty good in the practice sessions. I think one of the practice sessions finished as I had predicted the race, uh, Hamilton Bottas Stroll. And I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> that This is looking fairly good. And then uh, for qualifying, I don't know what happened. He just didn't string, string his lap together properly and just didn't start in a particularly favorable position um, compared to the um, practice pace that you had and just kind of fell away through the race. I mean, you were seeing, you, I mean, you, you wouldn't expect, would you like someone like Gasly and Alpha Tauri to like to, to straight line. Uh, well, I'll say this, you wouldn't expect Gasly to be able to straight line a Mercedes. He did it last year um, <laughs> <laughs> in Brazil, but yeah, um, you wouldn't expect, you know, not just Gasly, but Ocon as well, Daniel Ricciardo. They they all found it pretty easy to get past Lance Stroll. Um, I have to agree to a certain extent that 
maybe you know the technical circuits might be Lance's weak point, which doesn't look good because the next few circuits are pretty technical. Yeah, and the next yeah. circuit, would, next circuit we'll see him on that he's any good will be um, Monza, and he'll be right up there at the front again. Quite, quite yeah. possibly. <clears throat> I mean, you know, his. Um, I mean, that's Monza is where one of the two circuits that Stroll's been uh, been good on. The other one, of course, being uh, Baku. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think um, yeah, Spain is not not going to suit him. We know that Silverstone is is a little bit off on. I mean, this was his first points finish at Silverstone. He's never got on well there. Mm. So, yeah, I think uh, another few weeks before um, Captain Point and Squirt comes back to trouble us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hopefully he does better this coming weekend. But, I mean, it's, you, you know, it just it didn't really didn't make a lot of sense to me to, I mean, this, this... As, to what, as to why Racing Point just... I can understand why Hulk wasn't, because I think Hulk, he got clearance 15 minutes, didn't he, before FP1. Mm. Um, so he was half a set. I think at the end of Friday, he was half a second off of uh, Stroll, which was respectable, given that he's you know not had not been anywhere near a racing car for eight months. And then um, I think Saturday he was like half a tenth, and then it was uh, qualifying. Obviously, he went out in Q two, and then the race, as we already discussed, it did didn't start. But I just wonder if maybe. As we were saying about Williams falling back, some of that was like Stroll not being suited to to like the, the the classic sort of you know technical circuits like Silverstone, and you know the upcoming circuits like Barcelona and Spa. Yeah, you might find it a bit difficult for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's going to be a tough one for him. I mean, one thing that Hulk was complaining about, and it's um, it just shows how much. <gasps> Bless Ooh. you, whoever did that. <laughs> Thank you. That was me. I tried to move my mic away and everything. <laughs> I mean, it, it, sh- it shows how much work that um, drivers need to do even during during the season and during the off-season um, on fitness. Hulk was complaining about his neck on yeah. um, Saturday night, Sunday. And, you know, just because of the G-force that's, uh, that's going through it. He was also complaining about the, um, about the bumps and the inside inside of the headrest on Friday. Yeah, the knobs that they installed. Yes, he, he, didn't, like, he didn't like his knobs. Verstappen was complaining about them as well. <laughs> because Verstappen had bumpers to stop his, his helmet rattling around so much, but he said it, it was, it was too, too distracting. So I think it was FP1 or FP2. Um, they pitted Verstappen and put, put a headrest on that didn't have those on at all. I think he did the rest of the weekend without them. I mean, Hulkenberg and Perez are very different specifications size-wise, so fitting Hulkenberg into Perez's car, I imagine, was a bit of a bit of a sort of squeeze and cut that bit off. And, and apparently, had... they still had an old Hulkenberg seat, but he didn't fit into it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Been enjoying the off-season, have you, Nico? <laughs> Well, what, he, he, um, he put a photo montage up saying uh, what my weekend was like, and the first one, first picture of it, he was eating some kind of giant cake. That's the issue. He was also wearing Lance Stroll's race suit. He was, he was definitely yeah. wearing the shoes, wasn't he? Mm. 
There was only a two-centimetre difference, apparently, in height between Lance Stroll and Nico Hülkenberg. And we always think of Hülkenberg as being super tall. Mm. Well, apparently Lance Stroll must be quite tall as well, then. I think think it's the eyebrows. It kind of deflects from from how tall (laughs) you see him. Refracts the light. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, He's just like those, that thing, like, I mean, my height comes from my torso, whereas I think his just comes from head. He's like he's, he's got, got a normal tall sized head. legs. Yeah, normal sized legs, normal sized body's massive head. <laughs> uh right, McLaren next. Um looking good for um a decent double points finish until this is the first one with the tire issue, really. Yeah, yeah. Well no, not really the first one. Um the first one on our list with the big tire issue. Oh, oh I suppose yeah, um the first... Did we skip Alpha Towery? Oh God, we did. Yeah, we mm. did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Alpha Tower. We'll talk about Alpha Tower. Yeah, let's do that first. <laughs> um, Kvyat had a tire issue, but it wasn't the same as everyone else's because everyone else was blowing front lefts. But he looked like he had a rear tire go out on him suddenly. Yeah, I think there's they... been lots of. Sorry, go on, Charlie. I was going to say they haven't actually said what it was, but they've said it, there was an issue. It wasn't. It wasn't him. Yeah, and it was uh, lots of people on social media being very, very mean to Danny Kvyat, calling him the torpedo for going in too hard and you know torpedoing himself. It's just like, well, no, he torpedoed he, the he cameraman. May, he may have caused the cut on the tire by you know driving aggressively a little bit too much over the curbs or whatever. But uh, it was it's, the tire not, went it's on not him. him to know that that that's the thing with this tire problem that Prolies have had is there's been no warning for it. Yeah, I mean, in, pre- well, yeah. In, in previous years, you've at least had some warning when it's going to go, but these were just straight delaminations. Well, it wasn't even a delamination. There was, uh, I saw some stills of it, and it was just his tire collapsed on him. It, just, it One second, he was fine, and the next minute going into that corner, it was just gone. So that uh, Discord chat we were saying, like, yeah. you know, it was because it was it wasn't even under. I mean, it was on the way into the Maggots Beckett's complex, which you know isn't a lot of load on the one side of the car anyway. Nope. But it, it it happened as he was unloading that side of the car, so it wasn't even as though it was under full load for that corner. It was nope. just it, it, it he was unloading it, and then all of a sudden the car snapped round on him. So I felt really bad for Danny Kivyat. I was he worried was, about him at first. I was. Because that, that was a big crash, and he didn't seem to be moving at first. Yeah. But he uh, he got out of the car, and he was, he was okay. He was just angry more than anything. Mm, I think but he was probably just having that minute, wasn't he, to just sort of compose himself before he got out of the car. Yeah. Angry with himself when really it wasn't actually his fault. Mm. No. Makes you wonder whether he thinks he's under threat as well. You know, so if if it, he was worried it was his fault instantly because, you know, he is in a Red Bull team. I was going to say, what, what's the name on his paycheck? That says under threat. <laughs> You've got to assume, haven't you, if Red Bull did bring in someone like a Perez, does that mean Albon goes back to Toro Rosso? Or not Toro Rosso, Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri. In which case, who's coming out? It would be Kvyat. You'd think so. Um, I th- I think whoever, whatever happens there, if, especially Dan- Daniel Kvyat would seem to fit well. Um, Haas might be a good safety net for one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Pierre Gasly's done a fantastic job mm-hmm. uh, so far this season, uh, and you know since he got his, his feet back under the table at, um, at what was Toro Rosso last season and now Alpha Tauri again this year, he's been brilliant. Yeah, he's done really well. I and still again, don't think he'll get brought back up though. 
No, I think he's between, isn't he? He's mm. too good for that team, but he's not good enough to be in the Red Bull. <laughs> he's someone who could, in a couple of years, end up at like a Renault or someone of that nature. Yeah, down Maybe, the line. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what is what Gasly is doing now isn't an, isn't an audition to get back into the Red Bull, but it's an audition for another team on the grid. Yeah. Yeah, I d- I don't know what happens to them. Re- I re- I really don't. Meet Grinder. Yeah, it's it's just an odd one, isn't it? Because we've never we've seen them go through plenty of drivers, but there's always been plenty of drivers to go through. We've never seen Red Bull in a situation where uh, promoting someone to the main team is you know essentially every driver that they have that's Formula One ready has been through that seat mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got a few in F two and F three which will be ready to go in a couple of years. But was it Sonoda and Deruvula? Uh, Son- Deruvula shit. Sonoda and Liam Lawson in F three would be the ones that I think they would probably be looking at. Yeah, they appear to have given up on Yuri Vips now, and I think he's in like Formula Renault three point five regional. He's in um Formula Re- regional. What's it? The fuck's it called? Formula Euro- Regional European Championship. He's with mm. like Arthur Leclerc and um, Jamie Chadwick and whoever else is in that series. I can't remember. I thought Arthur Leclerc was GP three in it this year. No, or he's F3 in. in he is. Uh, he is in the Formula Open Renault European something or other. <laughs> Fair enough. And a, it used to be the Alpine series or whatever it used to be called. I think so. Yes. And occasionally Billy Munger last year, he got a couple of drives in that one. Did he? I thought he just did. I thought he did Euro Formula Open, which is different. It's but similarly different again. Worded. It's the yeah. same words in a different order. And <laughs> people front of Judea. I think Euro Formula Open, I think, is what was FIA European F3. Before that merged Which with GP3. F3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- yeah, FIA European Formula 3 and GP3 merged and became F3 and then a load of other series with very complicated names turned up. Basically, it's a Dallara chassis with a Mechachrome <laughs> engine in the back and younger drivers. All they need to do is make, all they need is like the boxing belt system and that'll I'll make it completely fucking a mind <laughs> <laughs> Oh, talking of boxing, anybody say the spectacular um, fight camp that Sky had this weekend? Oh, that was that was amazing. It was in Matchroom Sports back garden somewhere in Essex. Right. And they warned all the neighbours that um, There might be some shouting. There might be some shouting and um you know, we're, we're going to keep the noise down apart from the drones flying over, the firework display and Sweet Caroline playing. Oh, good God. Mm. It was about as Essex as you'd expect. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I was very disappointed that they didn't have a better name for... Because, um, you know, you know, with um, with the major boxing cards, there's, there's always like a big name for the big fight, you know, like the bout to knock the other guy out or this time it's personal. This time it was... Um, you spilt my drink, well, so I'll spill your blood. Well, no, they, they didn't, have, didn't even have a name for this one, and they were, miss- they were missing a trick because the, um, the featured main bout was somebody Cheeseman against somebody Eggington. It's like, fucking omelette right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who, who's who's going to come out on top in this omelette? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, dig- I digress as I frequently do. Um, Gasly, we're on. Yeah. 
Great performance. Yeah, battled well with Vettel. Made up a few places after that. Yeah, finished seventh Mm -hmm. overall, which is a which is a sterling performance for an Alpha Tauri in general. You know, ahead of a Red Bull. Yes, ahead of ahead of Alex Albon in the Red Bull. Yeah. Um. Yeah, where where he goes from here, no idea. But it's turned into a positive season for the um, expensive expensive scarf sellers. Yes. Yeah, they're doing okay. They're doing all right. Do we know if they've um, got a face mask range yet? I imagine that's something they would be... Um... They were the only team, weren't they, that didn't have their own face mask range? <laughs> um, Kimmy's side of the Alfa Romeo garage weren't wearing branded face masks. Giovinazzi had his own. Why has Giovinazzi got a range? That's... I don't uh, know. If Italian. He's, if he's likely to have a range of anything, it's going to be men's hair care products, isn't it? It's not, his hair's not that good. He's just got it's just thick. It's plentiful. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Plentiful hair can equal good. Says the guy who hasn't had a haircut for a year. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo." Or we just avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Four Wheels and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Four Wheels today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Four Wheels. GetRoman.com slash Four Wheels. Shall we move on to McLaren next? I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Right, okay. Is it McLaren or is it... Yeah, McLaren next. Yeah, it's, def- yeah. it's definitely McLaren next because that was the order that we uh, wrote them down in earlier. Um, so, Carlos Sainz was... Was Sainz in fourth when his tyre went? Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, yeah Sainz was in fourth. Ricardo was behind him and then Norris was behind oh. Ricardo. But then, yeah, those two shifted up a spot when Carlos's tyre... Went kaboom with a lap to go, or two laps. Uh, penultimate lap, I think, his uh, his tyre went on him. I, I was ever so slightly gutted for him, not not just because I predicted him for a podium. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah, he was only he was only a, a, a Charles Leclerc retirement away from a podium um, <laughs> at one point, was he there? Oh, no, because I suppose what happened to Bottas as well, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, all, it was looking all good, especially after... You know, what we didn't know how McLaren were going to going to be around uh, Silverstone, and throughout the free practice sessions, they didn't look very strong at all. Um, but during the race pace, you know, that's where they've they've got some. They've definitely got some there. Um, and it was interesting to see them battling with the Renaults as well. Didn't think that the Renaults would would be uh, quite as good as they were this uh, this weekend, but 
McLaren are still there and thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, there was, mm-hmm. there was a lot of to and fro between McLaren and, mm. uh, and Re- both Renaults all the, all the way through the race. And, yeah, it, the, you know, they the did look strong. And, you know, is Sites getting buyer's remorse for signing that Ferrari contract for next year? I would be. Oh, absolutely. You'd think so. I, I, I don't think it's ridiculous to think that with a Mercedes engine in it, um, that they will be... They'll t- they'll take a step next year towards Red Bull. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're all of a sudden going to challenge Mercedes, but I think they'll st- take a step towards Red Bull next year. They could then, definitely be a regular podium, couldn't they? Yeah, but like the year after, like the the year after, the, I I don't see with the rule shakeups and stuff like that why that car isn't a like a potential championship contender. Yeah, maybe. We, we, it's, it's a total reset, isn't it? So obviously we can't, we can't know. But it's it's certainly, you know, the, the momentum usually carries on, doesn't it? The team yep. that builds momentum beforehand usually carries it on into the rule change. So you would hope that this is the start of the upswing for McLaren from here. They can carry that to next, you know, to next season if we get if we get a full season in twenty twenty one, and hopefully well, by by the time twenty twenty two rolls around, they'll be in a strong position. Well, even the fact that um, you know that Ferrari are saying they, they like at best they'll be able to compete in twenty twenty two, but no race wins until then. I know, but uh, but as we've said, but isn't that uh, with on, Ferra- this, on this show before with the engine freeze? Um, I I don't understand how all of a sudden Ferrari are going to bridge that gap. You know, it's, I don't. They, they've gone down the Cheating. road. But the, well, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> that hasn't worked now. Has it? But, um, you you get the feeling that they've got, that they've chose they chose the cheaty road, and you wonder if you know you know how like when you hear when you hear teams say that well, they've gone in the wrong direction with something, if you've chosen to do that, and that's where you're going to make your gains up on the on your competitors, how easy is it then to a walk the cheating back, and then do it legally forward. To me, that doesn't sound like something you can do. That sounds like something that's going to have to come with a complete engine cha- uh, regulation change. So I think Ferrari are fucked until we get new engines. Yeah, I mean, if they're having to essentially start again on an engine that's now been around for, what, are we, is this season six? Season five? Yeah. Season six? They're, mm. they're going to be so far behind. It's, it's yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. Season all, seven, I make this. Jesus. I, I, I know I'm harsh on Ferrari, but I just want like any Ferrari fans that are our listeners that are listening to this that think I'm getting pleasure out of this. I want them to know I absolutely am. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how much they think I'm enjoying seeing Ferrari struggle, I'm enjoying it much more. Is this why you're not wearing pants? (laughs) Well, (laughs) things get restrictive, don't they, when we get excited? (laughs) I was just trying to find that tweet where uh, somebody said, um, you know, please, Lee, don't stop Ferrari bashing. I'm loving it. Yes. Yeah, don't worry about that. It's, I, I, st- I was doing that well before we were doing a podcast. I was doing that when Schumacher was still in the car. Not going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> no. if, if anything, they've had like a slight respite for a little bit because I happened to like Fernando Alonso, Kimi Raikkonen, Vettel. So, you know, they, there's, there's always been like that bittersweet thing for me because... I wanted Alonso to do well, but he happened to be in a Ferrari. Now it's all fucking off because they've got the like 
that's some strange little like child that keeps whinging uh, all the time about things. Um, I do like Carlos Sainz. I think that's a shame. But his, I think if he starts beating Charles Leclerc, then I'll I'll just reap the rewards of that because that'll mean a more cryy Leclerc. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm not talking about Ferrari right now, but Leclerc I thought was excellent this weekend. Um, well, we are doing Ferrari next, actually. Are we? So Seamlessly we should move on I just want to say I thought Lando Norris was... Uh, I don't think he was he was spectacular by any means. He was slow and steady, and yeah, he benefited from two people ahead of him having an issue with their tyres, and you know, that's why he moved up the order. But that's another top five finish for him. I'm, I'm so, just, just, just to interrupt, I've just seen a comment come up on Discord saying, true, Ferrari have a whinging child, but at least they've got Leclerc at his side. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. I think I think I think Vettel's probably just decided he's uh he's he's checked out already, hasn't he, of Ferrari? No, oh, he's um Yeah, stick a stick a fork in him. I, I, oh, I'm, I, I'm I barely noticed him yesterday. I think Ferrari are doing him. I don't know if Ferrari are doing him. I think it, it could be a little bit of both. I think I think Ferrari are like, you're running this spec this weekend and Vettel's like, Oh it's shit. And they're like, Is it really? And they're like, Well, I'm not telling you. How many times have you seen a driver get out of his car and try and fix his own pedals? Yeah, twice. That's not right. That's there's some that's so weird. Do you know what I mean? I twice mean, he did it because it happened in both practice sessions. Well, yeah, the Friday, last, I think the last driver I saw try and do that was Jensen Button, uh, but that was in the Le Mans 24 hour. Oh no, sorry. Wait, Vettel didn't do any running in the first uh, first practice session, did he? No. Because there was a, there was a problem with the car. What was it? Some um, kind of oil oil pressure problem i think the said possibly i can't remember but yeah um yeah vettel didn't get any running in the first first session at all whatsoever so that probably hampered his progress a bit but i mean you know he's four-time world champion uh i don't think he's pushing as hard as he as he can i think he's literally just, just you know, i i don't oh. think that's it i think i don't think he's got the confidence in the car to push but i but look at it this way right the um when Alonso was in the Ferrari, yeah, he fucking carried that team on his back. Like that, the car was awful. He ended up fighting for a world championship that he had no right fighting for for in it. He was getting wins that I think if if you'd have uh, gone with the Kimi Raikkonen uh, Felipe Massa lineup, I don't think they'd have got wins out of no, that car. You know, I agree. Um, and then because it all of a sudden. It was yet another moment in the Ferraris fallen to bits. Who do we blame? On the way out the door, they started blaming Alonso for it, which I always thought was ridiculous. And I, I feel there's a little bit of that with with Vettel now. You know, it's yeah. yet more problems. So because it's Vettel that's going, it's kind of it's Vettel now. It's it must be Vettel's fault. As soon as we get another driver in, that'll fix everything. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um... Much in the same way as I think Verstappen's doing that kind of job at Red Bull at the moment, sort of pulling that team along a lot further than they 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 maybe are. Um, Either that or Albon's just not doing the job. No, I just I, th- I think it's a bit. I don't know. I think I think um, I think a lot of Red Bull's problems this season. It's not down to Albon. It's um, it's the car just isn't as good as every previous one that Adrian knew is designed. Yeah, well, Horner's kind of admitted the same, hasn't he? But. Um... But yeah, the Ferrari thing—they've—they've they've thrown all their eggs in the Leclerc basket, 
haven't they? Mm. Vettel is 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 almost dead to them. He's literally yeah. just there for this year. If Science comes in and puts Leclerc away, they've got a real problem. Well, they haven't because they've got about problem. fifty million children waiting in the mm. wings. I mean, but they, are any of them as, actually as good as Leclerc or Science? And would you bin off the driver that's doing better for the driver you've already put your eggs all in one basket for? Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't, would you? But I, I think Schwartzman could be. I think he could be on other Leclerc level. Yeah, if he, especially if he uh, gets in there at one of those Alfa Romeo seats next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Schwartzman's definitely got the um, got the potential. Um, Schumacher, I still remain to be convinced by. And as for Giuliano Alessi, how has he still got a job? He's off at the end of the year, yeah, isn't he? He'll get meat ground. Schumacher for me is he, he'll just have to be one of those people that when he gets to uh, Formula One, it might just click for him. You know, sometimes you get drivers that come into Formula One and it just, for whatever reason, in a similar way to the um, the blown diffuser sort of era of uh, where when like the Red Bull had all the downforce in the fucking world. Mm. Um, it worked for Vettel. You know, having that planted rear end really worked for him. Um, I think that's... I, I don't think whereas people like Hamilton and Verstappen will adjust themselves around a car, I think Formula One's going to have to come to Schumacher. Mm. And that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair thing to say. Um, I did say, though, again, going back to the whole sort of there's nowhere to, nowhere to hide if your car is shit, and I did worry about Ferrari... Again, Leclerc, brilliant performance. I, I, I exclaimed out loud, yeah. fucking hell, when he put that qualifying lap in. I thought he had no right to be anywhere near the front in that Ferrari. And he put a lap, I think he put him half a second or something, down on, on, on Hamilton's insane lap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, obviously he was, uh, he was then pushed down by Verstappen after that. But he qualified well, and he maintained his position for most of the race. Um, you know, he was on for uh, he was on for fourth, I think, until until Bottas Bottas's tire went bang, and then yeah. all of a sudden Leclerc, you know, he, he inherits another podium because of a um, you know, an, another Mercedes mistake. The don't, don't forget his, his podium in Austria was because of uh, Hamilton's penalty with Albon. So you know, he's he's almost the you know right place, right time guy. Um, saying about Norris before being being quite lucky and picking up the places, and yes, it's another top five finish. Well, Leclerc's got two podiums in a Ferrari that does not deserve to get podiums. No, I mean, no, he definitely doesn't deserve to get podiums. But I, I, there is a bit of me wonders whether um, maybe that car just maybe that car's good enough to just be there, but it's skewing it a little bit because Vettel's in so much trouble. Maybe because that's the same as I think of Red Bull. I don't actually think that um, I, I don't think Verstappen is dragging that car to a place it shouldn't be. I think he's driving that car where it should be. Don't get me wrong; he's still obviously driving it very quick because he's very quick. But um, I think if there was a different driver in the second car, that both the cars would be up there. Possibly, um, I think I think Red Bull's problem. Are we on to Red Bull next? No, not no. Uh, the Renault next. Renault next. No, I think. Yeah, I think I do think Red Bull's problem is to do with the car, though, um, and Verstappen's just able to, as you say, as you saying before, like adapt. Do you think super it's a bad car, though? I don't think it's a bad car. I just don't think it's as good as Red Bull thought it was. 
No, I, no, it's definitely not as good as Red Bull thought it was. But like, if I mean, you have, all you all you have to do is look at the onboards and see how much um, both drivers are fighting with it. That's the thing. I don't think it's bad. I think it's probably a very quick car. I think it's just so highly strung and so difficult for them to find the right mm. setting. Which um, is what that, Albon's that problem kind was. Of, all, all, but, but that kind yeah. of goes with my idea of if they had a better driver in the second car, it'd probably be further up the road. I think is it is it more of an experience thing though that Verstappen having an extra couple of years is maybe more used to being able to set up a car and knowing what's know. going wrong for him, whereas Albon is still less than a Al- year Alban into his Red Bull career. I, I, I'm, I promise I didn't come on this podcast this week just to try and break the hearts of Albon's fans, but it doesn't <laughs> sound like that. He, he just looks out of his depth at the minute. I think you got a lot. A lot I've seen a lot of people saying the same thing. But the pro- I, the pro- I've, got, I've got to remind people that he nearly won the race in Austria. Yeah, with two with, with Mercedes in front of him that were trying their very best to lose it. Broken the, Mercedes. You can you you know you can only beat your opposition. No, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But I, it's just he ha- he happened to be there, and again he didn't win that race because he was stupid. Yeah. But he was almost at the point of winning a race, and then here we are, three races later, and it's you know, oh, maybe we need to put another driver in the car. Yeah, but I think I he just was think that's, but I, I just think, think was... that's too short-sighted. Oh no, no, I, I'm just saying at the minute he doesn't, he he looks out of his depth. He looks like the the pressure's on him, and he doesn't seem to know what to do with it, or he doesn't seem to overcome it. One of the two. Um, but like uh, yeah, the the Austrian race, I just think he was. He was lucky to be in position. I don't think he did anything like wonderful to get there. It was just he was there, and then all of a sudden the Mercedes were falling apart, and he should have won that race if he did. Yeah, he should have done. Yeah, you know, he should have won. Verstappen would have won that race. Yeah, probably would have done. Yeah, absolutely. But I just think it's you know you can, you can't just chuck a driver out of a car or say that a driver didn't deserve to be in a car three races after you know he was battling for a race win. Uh, they've changed his engineer. Uh, he's got Simon Rennie now as his, as his race engineer, who was Daniel Ricciardo's race engineer when uh, Ricciardo was at uh, Red Bull. And after Ricciardo left, uh, he went and, and Simon Rennie went and did a job in the factory and somebody else became uh, Pierre Gasly's um, engineer, uh, who then obviously took over uh, when, when when Albon took the seat. Um, so they brought Simon Rennie back, uh, hoping that that's going to sort of change the fortunes a little bit. But I hope it does. I think, Don't get me I think wrong. It, I think it would be the same if you put almost any other driver in that car alongside Max Verstappen. I, I agree I, I with think, that. I think Verstappen is is, is that good. Yeah. I think that's a, and it doesn't look good for Albon, but I don't think it's all Albon's fault. But, but then that comes down to the thing, especially if you are a team like Red Bull that wants to win championships and construct championships, then you just have to pick better number two drivers. The thing you is, know, the thing is though, when you got you've got um, a freakishly amazing talent like Max Verstappen, maybe he is, maybe Max Max is doing to the Red Bull what Alonso was doing to the Ferrari, and he's drag, he is dragging the car where it shouldn't be. Yeah, and in that, what in that Al- case you need to get a better number two. Ferrari did it with Schumacher. You know, at that time, Schumacher was um, essentially becoming the first Formula One super athlete, wasn't he? He was dragging the other drivers into the future to where we see all all Formula One drivers as athletes. Um, And but they did. They got Barrichello, who was capable on his day of pushing Michael Schumacher, of getting the one twos. Of you know, of, of if Schumacher was. Uh, was up the road. Barrichello was a second behind him. But the thing is, though, uh, when you look at when you look at the Red Bull mentality, then you know 
drivers are a marketable, disposable commodity. Yeah, they, but it's they not do, working, is it? They don't, they don't hire from outside of the team. Yeah, um, that, that, that's fine, but it's not working. And it's uh, again, they will lose that um, that place in the Constructors' Championship to McLaren if they're not if he doesn't book his ideas up. What they should have. I don't think it's a question of booking his ideas up. I think he's getting. I think. I think Albon is getting out of that Red Bull what it's capable of doing. Max is. Max is the one taking it to a different level. Now, when Schumacher, when Schumacher was winning everything and Barrichello was coming second in everything, that Ferrari was far and away the best car on the grid. Yeah, and they had. The You're still talking about the third best car in Formula One at the minute, possibly second. It's not. It's not like he's dragging a Renault up to the up to the McLarens. It's it, when we say it's not as good as we thought it was going to be. We thought it could challenge for a championship. It can't challenge the Mercedes, but that's because the Mercedes have fucking spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm just beginning to wonder if the Red Bull isn't actually as good. I think it's a good car. No, I think, I think, I think they just don't know how car. to set it up. Um, I think it's a good car, and I think it's. Um, I, I, I think this, it's this all stems. No, this all stems. Let's be honest. The team is building the car around Max. The team, the whole team, is oh, built yeah. around Max Verstappen. So if you're not Max Verstappen, it's not going to be built for you. So that's what I was saying before. Any driver who comes in, even if they bin off Albon, and they may well do, they may well bin off Albon and put Gasly back in, or you know, I don't know. Bring somebody in. Perez, from, Hulkenberg, uh, Grosjean. Christ, not Grosjean. Jesus, wow. No, not Grosjean. That's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. This is this is what I'm saying is that they're going to have to look at their driver lineups. Well, unless, unless they can sign Lewis Hamilton from Mercedes, I don't know how they're going to find a driver who will be able to do the same as what Verstappen's doing. Oh, no, you, you don't need someone that's going to do the same. You need a Bottas. You need somebody that's going to be there to pick the wins up if something happens to Max Verstappen. Or if Max Verstappen is third, your man's fourth or fifth. You know, it's you, you can't have somebody scratching down the back for, for podiums and having these silly collisions. Not when you're in a team which is, you know, wants to be winning constructors. So Bottas, but not Bottas. Yeah, um, but the... How many times? I think Perez would so, be a perfect one. Nico Rosberg, is... Nico Rosberg then, Schrodinger's Finn, both finish and not finish at the same <laughs> time. Nico Rosberg would be absolutely perfect for it because I think the uh, as time has, to- has shown us, I think Nico Rosberg was a lot better than we gave him credit for. It's just that they have to rename the team Beige Bull. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I think Perez would fit well into that role. But it's whether or not they'd actually go for him. I don't think they would because it would undermine the concept of the Red Bull program. But I think it, they'd have to ditch that concept because they just haven't got the people. Mm. And they've already, realistically, they've ditched it with their number one driver. Hmm. True. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't on Red Bull until until they signed him for Toro Rosso. No. Well, the only reason they got him for Toro Rosso is because they offered him the race seat. Him, I think it was Mercedes and Red Bull were both after him. And I think it was essentially, well, if you sign for us, we'll put him in a race car straight away. Yeah. But the problem, the problem is, 
you know, they say they need to go outside. They need they need to find another Max, not the next Max, a current other Max. And but, but aside aside even... from aside from Hamilton and Bottas, I don't think there is one. Um, I'd like to say I think Perez would be a perfectly good number two. Um, I know it didn't work Toro Rosso wise, but Science w- I think would be able to keep um, Max honest enough. Ricardo. You know, Ricardo would be another good one. Yeah, there's there's a load of good drivers on the grid. You know, there's there's a load of like a set of like potential world champions if you put them in the in the right situation. I don't think, um, I don't think we'd see Ricardo going back there because he didn't want to be number two. No, no, I, I don't think he'd go back there. I think he might have done if he was offered it. Where yeah, when he was leaving Renault, I think he might have he might have gone back there because there was there was sniffing going on, wasn't there? Vettel, I think I think Vettel would be ideal for Red Bull. But he it, wouldn't be a number two. It would be. I know, it would I be see, all. I, out, it would be all out war. It would. I be. don't. Th- I don't think Red Bull do the number one and two thing as much as we accuse them of. If that was the case, R- uh, Ricardo would have never beaten Vettel. But they also have built this team as it is now around Max Verstappen and yeah. what he wants. And Ricardo so came no, in and beat Vettel when it was built around him. There's no question that. I don't think the team was necessarily built around Vettel at that point, but they, they definitely the, the Max Verstappen is a long term thing for Red Bull. They they oh, they yeah. want they want his entire career in Formula One to be at Red Bull, so they'll do whatever they can to keep him happy, which I think includes building the team around him. I don't. Do you know what they they can build the team around him as much as they want. I don't think he's going to be happy until he gets a car that can win a championship, and. Um, I, I'd love to know what the clauses are in his contract because if if they don't sort it out and there's a clause, you know, pops up, um, I know we talk about like Mercedes want to keep Lewis Hamilton happy. I think they would shake, they would rock the boat to get Max Verstappen in the other car. Possibly, but again, you know, we we would we would really see how good Max Verstappen is when he was in a car that, you know, a different car to a Red Bull. Yeah. And I would look forward to that. But anyway, we've spent a long time talking about Red Bull when it wasn't even their turn. Yes. <laughs> so we'll do Renault next then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Danny Rick equaling his best performance in a Renault and getting fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, Renault, and with Ocon sixth as well, Renault are actually starting to show the promise that they've been threatening. I, re- I remember a podcaster saying I thought that Renault was... As good as, if not better, than McLaren last week. Well, I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, and I disagreed. Uh, <laughs> and I was wrong. It's all right. It's, I, I'm just willing it. Well, right they, both, they because... did both benefit from Sainz's puncture. They yeah. did, yeah. But so, did, you know, Norris did as well, in, you know, in between the two of them. Um, you know, it would have been McLaren, Renault, McLaren, Renault, but then, you know, it's it's turned out a totally different way anyway would they have a great championship if we got rid of red bull and uh, mercedes i think renault and mclaren could have a great championship together (laughs) (laughs) well i I saw uh, i saw a a comment um from somebody saying can mercedes just go and 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 have their own championship and was like yeah go on then if you want to go and watch two two cars race for two hours (laughs) yeah i think that'd get old quite quickly yeah, I think so too. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. already bored of it, and it's not a thing. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, o- yeah, Ocon, um, um, Ocon spent a lot of time battling with Lance Stroll and managed to survive it. 
Yeah, you did really well to pass him as well. Um, I think Gasly got the the headline pass on uh, on Lance Stroll going down the inside of Turn One, but uh, Ocon to you know really get get quite brave and and you know overtake a car that we think is a lot better than the Renault is uh, was was pretty ballsy of him. Um, I don't know if he's just starting to shake. Is this like a sign of Esteban Ocon like shaking his, uh, you know, his his year off rust? Is is it him sort of like okay, I remember how to do this now, and sort of slowly coming back into it, or is this just one of those situations where the car was really really good and both drivers were able to do the best that they could in the in in the car that, let's be honest, is a bit better than we thought it was. Could be More a little than bit I of thought both. it was anyway. Yeah, could be a little bit of Ocon is getting back into the groove and the car is quite good. I think it was, yeah, one of those weekends from where everything starts to click. Mm-hmm. And, I th- you know, I think this this could be the start of um, a bit of a Renault resurgence. And, well, you know, I think we'll, we'll see them fighting more with the McLarens. Not yeah, that, it's not that I mean, exciting. There's a suspicious <laughs> noise in the background. Because um, we keep we keep like praising McLaren, you know, for the for what they've done. That's because they they have come from a long way back. But yeah, like Renault deserve a tip of the cap as well because they do seem to have found performance from somewhere. But where? Maybe they've got this secret Ferrari cheat going on. <laughs> <laughs> So are Renault still protesting racing points? They finish? are. They did it again yeah. this week. You know they protested Lance Stroll finishing ninth and Hulkenberg not even starting. I don't think they actually protested Hulkenberg. I think they just pressed, um, protested the Stroll car. It's it's one of these FIA foibles where you've got to put in a fresh protest every week, otherwise it doesn't count when the yeah. whole verdict yeah. comes out. And then out. the stewards have to formally recognise that it's the same protest as last time and that they'll refer it to the panel and it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the, they're protesting the fact that a car finished three places behind their second driver. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Because because basically it means if the protest gets um, gets upheld and it turns out that uh, in the view of the FIA that yes they have copied the brake ducts exactly from uh, from Mercedes, then all results from that car that are protested will be scrubbed from the record. Okay, fair enough. It's um, it's bureaucracy hell. It sounds like it. You know, I mean, don't, but, f- don't forget the FIA was put together by um, accountants rather than actual racers, so that's why it's got all these rules. Yeah, but aside from the rules, we want teams to be up there and fighting, and, you know, we're never knowing who's going to be in, you know, it'd be nice to go to a race and never know who's going to win out of, you know, five or six teams. We're pretty sure we know, like, the two or three teams that the winner's going to come from one team that the winner's going to come from. Uh, and um, But it's really cool to see that Renault are, are actually genuinely able to get up there and fight amongst the Ferraris, McLarens, uh, even the Red Bulls, you know. Um, given, a, given a slightly different set of circumstances, could have seen a Renault on the podium, and that would have been frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can, you, can you imagine um, Danny Rick doing a socially distanced chewy? It just wouldn't work, would it? <laughs> He'd be all right, wouldn't he? He just couldn't sort of go handing it around to anyone in case he's got like COVID toe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called a Veruca. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you know, it's it's been the best two-car performance we've seen from Renault this season and, well, go, going back a good good couple of years. And from yeah, any well, team yeah. at that race, really. Yes, yeah, best two-car performance. Um, yeah, best team performance, should we say, at Silverstone. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. And that leaves us with Mercedes. Well, it was all looking so good for a 1-2 finish. Bottas was kind of pushing Lewis a little bit. You know, he'd get the gap down to 1.3, 1.4-ish, and then Hamilton would open up the taps again, and and then it'd be two seconds, and then it would just shrink again. And it was fairly, as we were saying before, a fairly pedestrian race, and then Bottas went and had a puncture. And then all hell broke loose. Mm. Yes. It's like Bottas opened the gates of hell. <laughs> I don't know what Finnish words he spoke in inside his helmet when that happened, but he literally summoned some kind of demon. I'm sure if I was to look in certain sections of my music collection, then those words would be replicated usually by bands that wear like black and white corpse paint. Did, and, spend, did you... and spend time in prison. Yes. <laughs> Did you hear what uh, Lando said on his the live stream he did later on that evening? No. no. And someone was at, someone asked him about uh, Mercedes and stuff, and he, he said something along along the lines of, so, uh, "All I'm going to say, but say is, if you can do half a lap on uh, with a flat tire and still win the and still win the race, you probably realise you're in the right car." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the 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 tweet from Mercedes? Uh, maybe an Instagram post actually from Mercedes today, where they said, "So we've been looking at the data, and Lewis Hamilton did two hundred and thirty kilometers an hour down the hangar straight with three wheels." Jesus, <laughs> it's all right, like well, that, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, that's about one hundred and forty, one hundred and sixty-ish miles an hour, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said yeah. he, he said he was trying not to go too slow, so the whole tire collapsed on him. Yeah, well, you're kind of using some like centrifugal force there, aren't you? To try and keep the thing inflated, just to mm. just to hold it onto the cake tin, basically. Yeah, but you've got to, you've got to balance that out with okay, what if it shreds and then there goes the there goes half the uh, bodywork in the aero. Yeah, while remembering yeah, I mean, there's a Dutch guy on fresh tires coming at you from behind. He was a lucky boy. Mm. He, you know, he was uh, realistically that was Red Bull's race. Uh, you know. I mean, the, the thing that we didn't mention was pit, um, pitting Max for the uh, set of U softs with uh, two laps to go. Well, they did that the for fast, the fastest lap. They did that they? for the fastest lap, and then Christian Horner said there was about 50 lacerations inside the, um, on the front left tyre. Yeah, Max's, the thing. T- Max's tyre was knackered. Yeah, you could argue that maybe he would have won it if he'd stayed out, or maybe he'd have done the same as Bottas. Yeah, maybe he'd have yeah. Yeah, got the puncture, and we would have seen Danny Rick on the podium. Yeah, six six to one. A five pound note I had on him. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Red Bull. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not enthused though about watching that race again this weekend, especially did, now the teams know about the tyres. Did you watch that YouTube video that I put in the chat? Not yet. No. Oh, with his yeah. team radio. It's Lewis Hamilton and Bono on the team yeah. radio for the last lap of the race, including uh, the puncture and all the countdown going to the going to the um, the line. It's pretty interesting to listen to. Yeah, I've not, I've not, not watched the video, but um, I found the transcripts of it. And yeah, yeah there's, a, there's, there's a lot a, of numbers on the audio. There. Yeah, 
Uh, but quest- question is, did Bono actually believe him that the tyres had gone this time? <laughs> I think he I could think actually see yeah. it. Yeah, you could you could tell that tyre was not good. Um, my favourite part of the race, I, I think the the highlight for me was Max telling his engineer to drink. Yeah. Mm. That was my highlight of the race. That's when we knew that Max was bored. That, well, I that's got where... bored with those stupid fucking graphics. Stop oh. telling us what the wear is on the tyres. I know. Or like, the battle forecast. Yeah, our friend and battle forecast can just get, disappear as well. Tell you what, t- Lewis's tire was flat. It was flat, and it said it had ten percent left in it. Yeah, you t- know what I mean. T- like, tell you what, we'll do, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this now. The graphic, the graphics department, wanker. Six, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah, sixty percent. But it was totally knackered. Sixty percent. No, but ten percent. If you're looking at phone battery. I'd say if I saw, oh, I've got 10% of my phone, I've probably got an hour and a half left on that. Like, that's not a flat tyre. An hour and a half of phone battery is not a flat tyre. I mean, 10, 10% of a, a hard tyre at that race is meant to be four laps, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's not, you're not yeah. doing four laps on that? No. No. No, you're absolutely not doing four I don't even know how Lewis got around the um, the... the parade lap at the end because on that trans uh, the the audio that you hear on that youtube video that i posted in our private chat group bono tells them to stop the car because they don't want to damage it and lewis like i think i can actually get this all the way around and back again he's like no don't do that just stop the car we'll come and get you so like, no nah, too late i'm on my way like and i don't I, I actually don't know how how that car got round the parade lap let alone the bloody the you know half well three quarters of the last lap with with you know no yeah. tire essentially I loved how quickly the Pirelli guy was there with the the bag for the carcass as well. It's like mine. We will have yeah, that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Tell you the, what. Um, Go on. I was gonna say I worried. I I not worried, but I was I was uh, what's the word? I didn't believe Lewis Hamilton when he said um, I was super calm on that last lap. You know, but listening to the transcript, he was. He just goes, uh, you know, he's like, oh yeah, I, I've got a punch, you guys. And then, so, uh, then Bonner just feeds the information to him all the way to the end, and he's a bit panicked when he crosses the line because there was no checkered flag. Wasn't there? Oh, that's it. Oh. No, there was no checkered uh, flag. Is that what he was saying? Is that the last lap? Is that the yeah, last yeah. lap? Oh, right, yeah. cool. I didn't realise that. Oh, right. Didn't, didn't. Checkered flag guy was obviously distracted by the chaos. Try <laughs> <Very> sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got Pele in to do it again. He was just turned around having a conversation with somebody else. Either that, or he had like repetitive strain injury for showing the black and white one to Roman Grosjean. <laughs> oh, we we have we have a cat related odor issue going. I on do not minute. smell it. Oh, I'll swap. It's not reached I'll, me. I'll swap seats with you. We'll power through. It's we're, fine. Yeah, we've we've yeah, we've got no we've got no choice. Uh, we're, nearly, we're, we're nearly there. We're we're like a couple more seconds to about Formula One. A total shunt away from sleep. So <laughs> it's not sleep so, that's the issue. It's Febreze. As um, a prediction. Hang on a second. We need to do rock stars and wankers. Yes. Because we haven't done those. Rock stars. Pirelli. No rock stars. They got it. No. Pa- no. Pirelli. They got it right. No, not for me. I I'm not. I I I found that race so boring. And they know because they didn't get it right because there was no warning. It's not like they warned wore down in forty laps. They got to forty laps and exploded. They said the that tires. Was the, that was the life of the tire. Yeah, they said they yeah, got but... a life of the tire. Yeah, lifespan of the tire no, is going to be forty that's, laps. That's not right. That's that like that's a serious tire issue. That's not getting anything right. 
No, that's that, that's what they said. It was forty laps, and it was pretty much. 40 yeah, and The thing is, the thing is, though, don't forget, it was the front left that went on uh, Hamilton, Bottas, and Sainz, and it would appear that it was called. Uh, early indications are that it was caused by um, debris on the track from Kimmy's front wing. Possibly, yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, I've got a funny feeling it's going to end up being like different tire pressures, and it's been the curbs. That's done it, but... Yeah, because, I mean, Max has had, according to Christian Horner, approximately 50 lacerations in it, and that was the front left as well. Mm-hmm. So, four front lefts going in very similar circumstances. It could it could well have been bits of carbon fibre. I think I think it's more likely to be the kerbs in that case, though, because you're not going to get, like, the four front lefts happen to hit, hit the same debris, you know, on the same, like, it's... And then um, fail, or, or like be almost failing. I don't know because if Kimmy, if Kimmy's wing went right on the line, and Leclerc must have missed it. Yeah, and I think what I think as soon as one or two of those cars goes through, yeah, by the time Max has gone through, it disperses, doesn't it? Yeah, it's. A, I, I think it's more down to the curbs and like uh, Kvyat's rear right went. You know, it's the and that just exploded. You know, there was nothing, nothing right about that. But, and that well, that was that was well before Kimmy's wing went. Yeah, I wouldn't I, say that Pirelli were the rock stars, though. I would say... Uh, I don't know, I don't know who, I don't know who you'd have as the rock stars, to be honest with you. There was no real rock stars. The race was kind of boring. Renault? It was very boring. Renault, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, they, they certainly did look like rock stars. Uh, Wankers, definitely the graphics department, especially when they were showing an onboard from Bottas's puncture and put a caption for Hamilton on the screen, which sent Crofty yes. into an absolute fit and the rest of the planet. My wanker is remembering that 2021's rules aren't coming until 2022 and we really, really need them. I mean, don't forget, we've been saying that's going to happen since before they decided that... Well, we've been saying that since 2019. Yeah, no, but it's, it's just... It's never been more more apparent to me that we need... the. the there needs to be a real shake-up in Formula One because it's uh, it's getting it's it's getting dull, and it's mm. you know it's, it, the fact that Lewis Hamilton had like the puncture, half a lap, still won the race. Uh, we we won't see un- unless there's a double technical retirement. If there is a Mercedes still on the track, we won't see another team win a race this year. Don't forget that that was only because Max pitted. Max. Probably would have won the race had he stayed out. Yeah, but I think that's such a fl- that's such a fluke thing that's happened there with the with the tires that they, they will be so on top of that this weekend. You know, as we are in for an ultra boring race this weekend unless there's rain. Well, it's there gonna... is not rain forecast currently. No, it's, it's going to be hotter. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be a two stopper this weekend because we're one compound softer. Yeah, and they'll, they'll probably change. Like I say, they'll change the pressures so the tires last longer and. Yeah, it's it's not going to be ideal. <coughs> I think we'll we'll, I think, we'll just we'll just see similar amounts of medium and hard running, but it's it, there's going to be unless unless we get the safety car issue again, there's going to be more pit stops. I think all, that, all I'm saying is I, I, after speaking to a couple of people in Australia that got up to watch that race, this one might be one just to record. Well, you could always join us on Discord for the uh, for the live chat that we're doing all the way through the race. No, they'd still have to get up stupid o'clock in the morning but they would get to express their frustrations it's not worth it we we (laughs) get up at stupid o'clock in the morning for supercars and for their grand prix in australia Uh, yeah yeah they have to do more than us though 
not the point. Let's do some <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's do some predictions. And um, as is becoming usual, I will try and get hold of Dan and get his and add him onto the website because I I completely forgot to message him earlier because I was having a day off work today and I was having a day off brain. So nice. who's gonna who's going first? Which order are you putting the Mercedes in? I'll go Hamilton, Bottas, uh, Max Verstappen. Okay, who's up next? I'll uh... I'll go a step further as well. Hamilton from Bottas uh, will Hamilton across the line one point eight seconds difference, and then Max Verstappen will be twenty seconds down the road from Bottas. (laughs) Interesting. Dizzy. We, no, I'm, we, we, I'm right. Dizzy isn't going to win, but she's going to have a go at the mixing desk. Paul's um, do not go on the mixing desk. No, we will move a cat. Um, right, we've got a guest predictor this week. Uh, Jana has given us her predictions again. Uh, thank you very much, Jana, because I, I didn't put an appeal out to anyone and... Uh, Jana was there on Discord, so we've asked her. So thank you for doing that again at short notice. She's going for a Hamilton win, Bottas second, and Norris third. Um, with a lack of rain for wankers and Danny Rick being another rock star for uh, giving us the one interesting overtake. That'll happen. That's fair enough. Okay. Who's up next? Uh, I will go. I will go Hamilton win, Bottas second, and I think I'm going to go for a signs podium. Mm, went well for me this week. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you want to go? Yeah, I'm going to Hamilton win, Verstappen second, Bottas third. Ooh. Contentious. Red, Red Bull will do something with the tyre strategy that just kind of works for them. They're usually pretty good at that. And I will go for a Hamilton win, Bottas second, and... I'm going to throw Alban in for a third. Ooh. I think it might come together for him. Actually, no, scrub that. Oh, Scrub that. I'm going to go for Danny Rick. Christ. I'm going to go for a Danny Ricardo podium. Okie doke. And, and I reckon we'll get, we'll get some form of shoey. Um, we will be, we'll be on Discord during the race because um, it's much better than the live blog because it doesn't, doesn't crash and we all get to chat with each other. Yeah, it's just it's less reporty as well, isn't it? More sort of interactive, which is which is good. It's more fun, <laughs> which it's what it's what it's meant to be, isn't it? It is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you need to find some fun from somewhere. Which is which is why we're <laughs> going to be having the chat on Discord. Lee Lee won't be joining us because he'll just be sat in the corner going humble or something. It's it's other, other, boil, other boiled sweets are available. I, I want to be proved wrong, but I just don't think I will be. <laughs> Um, right, just just before we shunt, quick one on Formula Lee. We've um, suspended it because there's a massive glitch in the game. Yep. Uh, you can use the flashback feature, and every time you do, it knocks a little bit of um, little bit of time off you. So, if you do it enough times during a lap, you can actually probably get negative time. <laughs> so until Codemasters fix the game, um, so you can't cheat like that um, because we're giving prizes away. So Formula Lee is going to be on hold. We'll start it again. We'll start it with Bahrain because I know everyone's everyone's been doing Australia, and I know there's been a lot of laps sent in. We'll come back to the Australian Grand Prix later on in the season, but um, we're, we're going to keep an eye on any patches and updates. And as soon as soon as Codemasters have fixed it, first show after that, we'll kick it off again with the Bahrain Grand Prix. 
Um, you can still buy the 3D printed track models from Scott 3D. Just go to the website, threelegspotwheels.com, and have a look at the um, have a look at the games page. And um, there's a link through there. And if you use the code 3L4W at the checkout, you'll get 5% discount. Oh, Very God. cool. Obviously, that's not the only advert we've got in this week's show. I need to find a, no. need to find a home for that, even though it's already happened by the time you're listening to this. Uh, time to shunt it. Okie dokie. Right. right. Do not close the laptop. You will be able to see that I have the recording software open in front yep. of me, and that is it. Yes. This one was sent in to us. Um, he, he went proper out there to get this one to us because it's something we've never we've never asked for before. But he e- emailed me this one wow. at uh, mustseeaudio at gmail dot com. So yeah, he he really snuck around the around the back of the house <laughs> to get one in. They will find uh, you somehow. Uh, and yeah, this is from Tom Pretty. Thank right. you, Tom. Thank you for sending this one in, Tom. Uh, are, you, are we ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think already, so, yeah. Already unprepared. I'll just shut the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I was, I was born. <laughs> you were born. Yay. In 1969. No, sorry. Okay. Why no. I, do you know why I thought that? It's because I saw 1960 and then the song went started in my head. And I, I, But I want to say 1961. Right. What, so what is it? <laughs> what year were you born in? <laughs> I, I was born in 1982. Right, and what year was the particular shunt born in? 1961. Right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Strong start. (laughs) I left Formula One after only eight races. So half a season then. Okay. I was replaced by Canada. Oh. Oh. So probably a race. I take it that's not like the country. Everyone had to go in the car afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pioneer in F1 safety, witnessing the first ever safety car deployment. And we've already we've already gone past the first. I was going to say, how many clues have we had? That was four. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, okay, I now. carried away. I think we're, we're, <laughs> over, guess, we're overdue, I guess. It, it was the excitement at Canada. It's sleepy times, that's what it is. <laughs> Something that had eight... Host, let's be honest, hosted eight races. Yeah. Um, it was replaced by Canada, so it was probably replaced... Um, when was Canada first on the circuit? Like, 90, 70, early 70s? 75, 74, 75 at uh, Mossport. Yeah. Um, so what would have... What would have replaced it? I'm wondering if it's... Um, no, because the US Grand Prix were always like um, back at uh, Watkins Glen back then, weren't they? Was it the Dutch Grand Prix at Zandvoort? No, that was go- that was going until the eighties. Was, um... was it the uh, Danish? The, uh, no, not Danish Grand Prix. There was a Swedish one. There for was a, while. a Swedish one. There was a Swedish Grand Prix. There was also a Swiss Grand Prix, but I think that only happened once because then they realised that. Motorsport was actually banned in Switzerland, <laughs> and now and now they brought it back with Formula E. And if you crash, you're in danger of being eaten by a bear. You just go to prison. No, 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 no. They dro- have a bear. They have a bear there on the an, circuit. There is an actual bear. They race around a zoo, and part you know, it's there's a bear enclosure. You come off the track, you are in the bear enclosure. I'm peak, peak Switzerland. Switzerland. 
So all the all the cars now have a mandatory picnic basket. What about South Africa? How late did that have a race? Nineteen ninety two. Ninety three was the last 93. race at Kyalami. Fair enough. Ignore me. Um, shall we go for the Swedish Grand Prix? Why not? Why not? We haven't got anything else. Yeah, that'll do. I witnessed the first red flag in F1 history, which led to Jackie Stewart being presented the first place trophy. So nice. we're going back to about 19... Oh, hang on. Born when... in 1961. Yeah, yeah that's so when, that, that's when it will have been. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I witnessed Gilles Villeneuve's Ferrari debut, which caused frustration to Nicky Lauda and made him walk out of the team. Well, Lauda didn't join Ferrari until 74. So not necessarily eight consecutive years. Yeah. If it's had eight races, they might, it might, must not have been every single year. Unless the circuit was built in 1961 and then didn't start. they didn't start racing until... A few years in, and then it wasn't a regular one. Yeah, that's also that's also true. But yeah, we're thinking sort of late sixties to mid seventies, possibly. Yeah. Although, um, when did when did Lauda leave Ferrari? Uh, seven eighty one, wasn't it? Don't know. Don't know. Where... He, he 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 witnessed Gilles Villeneuve, didn't he? As as part of the team. Hmm. Where was the Brazilian... Because we need a guess on this one, because that was number six, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Where was the Brazilian Grand Prix before it was at Interlagos? Was Could, it at Sao Paulo? That, mm, I, I, I fucked the last one, so you can have seven and then give me a guess if you want. Not and then Sao Paulo. Interlagos is Sao Paulo. Ignore me. Um, Should we go for that seventh, seventh clue and then a guess after this one? I most likely will never see a Formula One Grand Prix again, but I'm still actively involved in international racing. Right. Because the old Grand Prix circuit, the old Brazilian one, became the uh, Olympic Park, didn't it, for uh, the 2016 Olympics? That, yeah, that would that would be about right. Mm. Should we go for the, um, I can't remember the name, but are you the Rio, is it R- Rio Grand Prix circuit? No, that's a corner, isn't it, until I got ignore me. <laughs> yeah, uh, just Rio Grand Prix we'll circuit. We'll go for, go for the, the Grand Prix circuit in Rio, how about that? Which I think was renamed the Autodromo Nelson PK. Oh, Christ. Hey, why not? Yeah, well, are you good? Yeah, yeah we'll go with, go with that for now. I witnessed Jackie Stewart's final race start before his retirement. Well, that would make sense for Brazil, wouldn't it? Because that's always late in the calendar. Yeah, because he retired retired in the US. Yeah, I think his last race was at Watkins Glen. Which he didn't start. He uh, retired after uh, Sivert was killed. Right, okay. As and of course, as um, as Sean threw an extra clue in, the last uh, the last F one driver to wear leather gloves when he was racing. Oh. <laughs> and the first driver to win a race with uh, three decimal places after the second. <laughs> yeah, Sean had more clues for Francois Sever than um, whoever it was that sent the shunt in. 
<laughs> it was me. I sent it in. Was that one of you? Was that was that yours? Like it's his job. <laughs> it was what it was one it was one that I did. I think it was uh, one that I came up with and uh he he knew him like straight away like I think on clue 2 and he had so much more information than I had. <laughs> uh, I am also home to the Andretti Strait and the S's. Right, okay, so you're not Laguna Seca because that's the Andretti hairpin. And every track's got S's, and most of them have been named after Senna these days. I was just going to say, like, every track seems to have the S's. <laughs> and uh, the, the Nürburgring has a Schumacher S, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. Although, um, didn't, that's because Schumacher designed them. Yeah. Hmm. Every other track's got a Tilkaro for fuck's sake. Mm. Uh, next clue... Uh, this is your tenth and final clue. Is there a Spaffer to come after this? Yes, uh, I am. Uh, I am on only two. Gone. You can do it. I am on oh, one of only two. Sorry, no. Yes, yeah, one. It's, sorry, it's fine. It's it's not me. It's it's the there's, there's been a misspell. I'm one of only two that have seen Formula One, IndyCar, World Endurance Championship, Can and Canam races. Ooh. Watkins Glen being the other. Yeah, um yeah, I still think it's something in Brazil. Would you like the spaffer? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I am one of only three Canadian venues that have held Formula One races. Go I, for it, Paul. I was replaced by Canada. The current Canada, maybe. I suppose. Um are you Mossport Park? No, I am the uh, Mossport International Raceway, now called the Canada Tire Motorsports Park. Yeah, that's Mos- that's Mossport Park. That's what I said. Oh, sorry, I didn't think you said. Mo- I didn't know that's what you said. Yeah, Mos- <laughs> Mossport Park. <laughs> yeah, that was what Paul said. To be fair. Yeah. No, sorry, I just heard you differently. Yes, I've never heard of that before. Never. Ever. Ah, right. No, it's, it's where the where the Canadian Grand Prix used to be. Um, it's a fun it's a fun circuit. And I think a couple of our listeners don't live too far away from there. Although in Canadian terms, it's about an hour's drive, which isn't far when you're in somewhere the size of Canada. No. Um, no, that was that was a really good one. Got us, got us right up, got us right up until the spaffer. Um, right. So, other than emailing them into you, Lee, how do you send in a total shunt? Well, now somebody's done it. You can email them to me if you're not one of the social media people. You can email them to me at mustseeaudio at gmail dot com, or you can send them in a uh, PM to me uh, on Instagram at a total shunt or on Twitter at a total shunt. And you can drop them in an email for the reserve list for Weeks When Lee's Not About to threelegsporewheels at gmail.com. Um, you can get a hold of us at threelegsporewheels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And individually, we also are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. And if you want to hear more of us, then um, we do an extra show every week, uh, not usually about F1, for all our Patreon subscribers who... Um, Pledge money from one dollar a month upwards just for the uh, for the upkeep of the podcast, which reminds me, I need to pay the hosting bill this month. And uh, if you go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels, you can get more details and uh, sign up to donate there. 
Right. Um, that about does it for this week, doesn't it? I think right. so. Yeah. We'll be back next week with a review of the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, which is going to be just like the British Grand Prix with slightly softer tyres. And slightly warmer. And, sli- mm. and slightly warmer weather. It does look toasty. Weather. It's going to be an interesting one, I think. Or not. <laughs> it's going to go one way or the other. Remember which, to drink. Which, yes. which, is, which is ironically something that Silverstone said that they couldn't do. And we I might have to be remembering to drink bleach halfway through. <laughs> and then we'll find out next week whether Spain's happening the following week or not. Mm. Yeah, tell, yes, you, tell you what, another, another late one to add to the wankers list, COVID, because it meant that there were less stewards available and that's why the safety car periods went on for longer. <laughs> oh, can we just put, co- just put COVID as a wanker down for every week in future? Perma-wanker, I think that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That is it for us. Um, If you're on Discord, stick around and I'll open the chat up. And uh, other than that, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.